we are taking uh, the rest of this year to talk about the presence of God. Um, and so let me catch us up if uh, you haven't been here and uh, missed maybe a couple weeks. Catch up a little bit about where we are and what we're doing. Um, we are taking this whole year, uh, really within our denomination as well, uh, of course, we, as Foursquare, we believe that Jesus Christ is he's our Savior, amen. He's our baptizer with the Holy Spirit. He empowers us to go forth and to, to minister the gospel. He's our healer, and he's our soon-coming king. I am so excited about the day that he is returning for his church. And uh, we are reading, if you're doing the reading through the Bible, we are in the book of Revelation right now, and that's a lot of good reading. It may be some confusing reading at times, I understand that, but here's what we understand as I think in a day or two we'll be in the last chapter of Revelation, and he says, I am coming quickly, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. He's returning, and that's our healer, and that's in so many areas of life. Um, spiritually, emotionally, physically, uh, we've said it this way, that we are moving from a place of brokenness to a place of wholeness in our life. So we've chosen to use that word wholeness a lot uh, this year. We, we understand that by the end of 2019, we're not going to be perfectly whole people. Philippians 1.6 tells us, being confident of this very thing, that he who began that good work will carry it on to completion until Jesus returns. So this, uh, this, this process of going from a, a people who are broken to wholeness will be going on for the rest of our lives. We're just wanting to get a little bit better of a grasp about that and to understand, especially as we're finishing out this year, uh, recognizing where that wholeness comes from, and that's by being in his presence. Only Jesus can heal people. Um, Dean is over in these years, we've said. Dean could go forth in the presence of Dean and not accomplish a whole lot over it in Niger. Now, he could love the people. He could um, hug on the children. He sent several pictures of that. But you know, life transformation happens because he has allowed the presence of God to be visible in his life, and he is taking that presence of God, who is the only one who can move people from uh, brokenness to wholeness, true brokenness uh, to true wholeness. And so we're focusing in on God's presence. As I stand here before you this morning, I could give a great speech but when we proclaim the word of God, we need the presence of God in everything that we do. And so that's what we're doing. We're talking about the presence of God and encountering God's presence. We have another week left in this series. Uh, by the way, I, I, when I sent out the email, I, I said two different things in the email. I said that um, we have our fifth Sunday coming up in two weeks, but I said next week the kids will be ministering to us. Well, that's on the fifth Sunday, so it's in two weeks. We're going to be talking about our, our highlighting our J-12 ministry, which is meeting next door right now, the fourth through sixth graders. And, you know, even at that age, fourth through sixth grade, the elementary kids behind us, the, the toddlers and the babies, we have to introduce the presence of God and what all He can do in us and through us. So uh, be ready for that in a couple weeks. But anyway, we're going to be finishing this series next week. But today what I want to talk to you about is this, and Encountering God's Presence. This is, uh, the title, if, if I added a title to it, it would be called The Heavenly Network. And I want to read what's in the bulletin. It says, God is concerned about our spiritual maturity. He wants us to experience His presence and the life-changing power of His Word. He desires we live victoriously and enter heaven, God bless you, and enter heaven without regrets. Let's engage his priorities so that we see his presence, power, and handiwork move among us now. Let's learn to live a life down here on earth that will matter when we get to heaven because his presence and his word, it will make it all possible. So we're talking about a heavenly network. Oh, I have a phone. Now, it doesn't matter what, it's, it's an iPhone. It's far superior to Droid. Um, just kidding. 
I'm just teasing. Uh, I have an iPhone. You know what makes this phone a dud versus a phone that works or doesn't? Is the network you choose to power your phone. Now, um, my kids were wanting a cell phone, and so in their defense, they would, this has been several years ago, they would say, well, Dad, how old were you when you got a cell phone? Why shouldn't we have one right now? And I said, thank you very much. I was 23 when I got my first <laughs> cell phone. So you have a little while longer to wait. Uh, but Stasha and I, we, got, we had just gotten married and uh, were able to get our own very first cell phone. But what we have found, so at that time we had, I believe, Nextel was our provider. How many of you remember Nextel? way back in the day, right? Now we're starting to tell our age. So we've had T-Mobile, we've had, I don't, actually I think we started out with AT&T, went to Nextel, we've had T-Mobile, we recently had Sprint, but um, before that for, for years, uh, matter of fact, Nextel became Sprint, I believe. But um, my experience in traveling the nation, Verizon has the best coverage, okay? It does. It has the best coverage. I, I have been to, again, different places when I was in Arca Racing Ministry, all over the Midwest to the East, and um, always had good coverage when I was. The reason we changed is I had Sprint, and by the way, I'm not getting paid by Verizon, okay? I mean, however, if somebody, one of the executives hears, it could be a NASCAR thing. I could be sponsored by Verizon, right? But I would be driving down the road with my, with my previous carrier, and, and seriously, I was dropping probably two phone calls per day. And you can imagine how frustrating that that would get. So we decided to, to change. We thought it was going to be a lot more expensive going to Verizon. It turned out actually to be a little bit cheaper because we found a good plan and all of this. But here's the, how this whole thing works. When I get a phone call from someone, by the way, I'm glad Chad is not here this morning because he would totally text me in the middle of me preaching today just to mess with me. But whenever um, I get a phone call or if I receive an email through this thing here, it has to go through a tower. It has to go through a satellite for Chad's message. It will go from his phone to the satellite to the tower to here in a matter of just a split second of how this could work. Or it goes through the Wi-Fi. We have Wi-Fi in the back of the, the church here. So it goes through a particular network. That's how this works phone works. So Verizon is the provider that sends the signal to my phone. This receiver is, uh, Aaron said, Chad says, hey, thank you, Aaron. I appreciate that. Um, this is the receiver. Everybody's got to be a, com a, a comedian. This so on this phone, I will use an app called Waze. How many of you have ever heard of that? If I'm going to navigate somewhere, I use an app called Waze. It is real-time traffic information, so if I'm going from here to Charlotte, it will tell me where accidents are. It will tell me the best route to get from here to Charlotte. Most of the time it says avoid 77. It will even tell me where police officers are. Not that I speed, but it will tell me where police officers are in case I'm, you know, I'm just not paying attention. Um, because you, you guys know I do some volunteer work at the police department. By the way, we may or may not have pulled over quite a few people this past Thursday when I was on a ride along. I will tell you if you come ask me where that speed trap is. Um, anyway, but that's what this thing does here. It will tell me, it will tell... Um, where things are. Now, for me to get information on where accidents are, again, it has to go through a tower, through a satellite, to a tower, and then to my phone. God has a network that feeds information to Christians, and it will feed all the information that we need to turn into heaven while here on earth. 
We're going to see what that is in a few moments. By the way, we have this Word of God that has been pre-written. Long time ago, it was written. And this gives us the information that we need to hear from heaven. Amen? We have His Word. Well, in 2 Corinthians, if you want to turn to... Uh, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Um, Paul tells us how to tune in to this signal from heaven. Because how many of you know there are situations in life where the Bible may not specifically say, do not eat that donut, or do not do, it, do, not do this particular type of ministry, or, because I have this particular ministry planned for you. It may not specifically say that in the Bible. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul is going to tell us how to tune in to this signal from heaven. By the way, if I do not have a Verizon-equipped phone, I cannot get data through the Verizon network. I want you to think about that for a moment and how we're going to apply that. I can't tune in to an AT&T or Sprint network if I have a Verizon phone. Everybody following so far? Let's see what this says in just a few moments. When we come to Christ, we are equipped with a receiver in our lives to hear God's word. Before we get to 1 Corinthians, I just want to reference 1 John. It will be on the, on the screen. John tells us that it's the presence of God. It is God who lives within us. It is the Holy Spirit who is within us that is that receiver. With it, with the Holy Spirit... We pick up the information from heaven. 1 John 2.20, he says, But you are not like that, for the Holy One has given you His Spirit, and all you know the truth. Now, that's out of 1 John uh, 2.20. He says the Holy Spirit was within you. He goes down, if you'll drop down, I, don't, I didn't have you turn to 1 John, but if you will later look in verse 27, it says, But you have received the Holy Spirit. He lives within you, so you do not need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what He teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as He has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. He's telling us what network, what this receiver is, is the Spirit of God that lives within us who points us to truth. What is truth? It is the Word of God. That is what the truth is that he is even referring to here. So what signal can we expect to get from heaven when we are believers, right? If I'm, if I'm going to be getting a message from Aaron telling me that Chad says hi, I've just gotten a signal from him on my phone that says that, and it came through this series of towers here. Well, let's look at what 1 Corinthians 2, I had you turn there. Let's begin in verse 9, and um, we're, just, we're, we're going to take a little bit of this. I just want to read verse 9 for right now. But uh, 1, uh, yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 9, it says, That is what the Scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. See, we can see things, we can hear things, we can imagine things here on earth because God is revealing these things to our souls through His Spirit. How does this happen? We must enjoy the presence of God. We must be in the presence of God. And because He has revealed these things to us, it shows us how to live here on earth. Have you ever found your place in a, in a, in a place of, or yourself in a place of confusion and you think, I don't know which way to turn. I don't know what to do. I don't even know what to say at this moment. And what is the Holy Spirit to? He brings back to remembrance the Word of God that has been implanted into your heart. 
It's that heavenly network that is a result of being in the presence of God and having the Spirit of God who is within each one of us. The presence of God within us shows us how to live. Now, this is going to be our memory verse for uh, this particular week. Uh, as I've been saying, please don't... Um, you know, kind of gas out on the, first, on the memory verses that we have. We may not know, you may not know all 52 verses by the end of the year, but the prayer is what? That you will know more verses than you did as we started out 2019. So let's read this together out of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 2, verse 10. It says this, you ready? But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. You want to know what God's deep secrets are? That verse there says that the Holy Spirit will reveal these things to us. When I am searching information for a sermon, here's how I typically do it now. Of course, I have my Bible there in front of me, but... Uh, and that's the most important thing, right? But if I'm doing a particular type of research on something, I will type in that phrase on my laptop or I will type in a keyword and I will hit enter. And there's this wonderful thing called Google or whatever search that you particularly use, um, your search engine that you use. But I can type in a word, hit enter, and thousands of resources will come up on my laptop, on my laptop or my phone within a matter of a split second and I will have everything that I need. Now, in the old days, back before we had these wonderful cell phones and computers, we called them encyclopedias or libraries. How many of you remember going to the library or searching out a... I know all the youth are like, a what? You mean you guys actually still go to the library? Well, in the same way, when I need an answer from God, His Word tells me I just ask. And his Holy Spirit will begin to speak, bring back to remembrance the scripture, maybe even send someone my way who has, God has put on their heart to share his word. God knows everything about everything. You think Google's a pretty amazing search engine? You think your laptop can pull up things that quickly and tell you everything that you need? Imagine God who knows everything about everything. And here's another thing that I have found. You can always believe what you hear on the internet, true or false. God's word is truth. His Holy Spirit reveals truth. When I'm doing these searches on the internet and I'm trying to find about this, that, or the other or particular point of uh, reference in a, uh, you know, a commentary that I want to hear, you know, there's a lot of biblical commentaries out there that are not biblically centered. Amen? You've done a lot of research in your doctorate. Um, there's a lot of things out there that are not biblically correct. But the Holy Spirit reveals truth. And he has placed his Holy, God has placed His Holy Spirit within us to reveal that truth. Only the Holy Spirit can reveal these things because He is the only one who knows these things from God. He shows us how to live. He has all the data that we need for life. 
Keep, keep going in uh, 1 Corinthians 2, chapter 11. It says, No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so that we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. Now, I thought about this being the memory verse, but that's a lot to memorize, isn't it? That can be a bonus this week if you want to do that. But I want to read this again, and I want to slow down, and I want you to take this in. It says, no one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. So that's saying no one can know what you're thinking about, right? No one can, as you're sitting there thinking this morning, maybe you're thinking about the word, maybe you're thinking about what's for lunch. I'm not sure what you're thinking about. I don't know. Only you know what you're thinking about this morning. It goes on to say, and no one can know God's thoughts except for God's spirit. So that presents an issue, doesn't it? How am I going to know God's thoughts if I don't even know your thoughts? Well, he gives the answer to that. And we have received, verse 12, God's spirit, not the world's, so that we can know the wonderful things God has freely given to us. Where does that come from? From being in his presence and from knowing his word. Church, I want to encourage you. Be in the Word of God every single day. Why should you be in the Word of God every single day? Because when you're researching, when you're hearing things, you can tell is what is you can tell what is true and you can tell what is false. Amen. Because there's a lot of that that's out there. This verse is talking about, especially verse 12, we have received God's Spirit, not the world's. It's talking about competing networks. The world's network and God's network. Now, as I was saying earlier, my phone can only run the virus, the virus, the Verizon network and not AT&T's, not Sprint, not T-Mobile. I can only get information through the Verizon network. Now, if you have a Sprint phone and you send me a message, it goes to the Verizon tower, Verizon satellite, all those, and then it, but it has to come through them. So there's a competition that's there. Have you noticed that both companies want your business? Just watch TV. You hear things from, uh, I think it's Sprint that says, we're within 1% of Verizon, or we're the, we're the nation's best network, or we have more coverage than anybody. We are now moving to 5G network. They're all competing for your business. Isn't it the, isn't it the same thing with this world system, that the enemy is competing for your business? He's, forget, he's competing for your thoughts. He's competing for your energies. He's competing for the things that you do. The system of this world will try to compete with the system of heaven in our lives. And I want to, I'm talking to believers this morning. We cannot subscribe to both systems in this one device that we call a, a soul, that we call our spirit, that we call our body. We can't su subscribe to both. Here's what I know by experience. I do at times. I'll think, God, I want to hear your voice. God, I want to know your will, but then my flesh will take over. You know, Abraham did that. Abraham said, God, I thank you that you have said uh, that you will, I will be the father of many nations, and through me will all the descendants come. But then he took matters. He and his wife took matters into their own hands. David did the same thing. King David did. Many people throughout the Bible did the same thing. But we cannot subscribe to both systems in this one device, this body that God has given us. Because here's what will happen. The signal will get confused and might not even show up. We may not even hear what God is saying at that time. And here's why. 
the confusion comes because we are subscribing to both systems. Why am I not living in health? Why am I not being uh, successful in the things that God has called me to? When I personally have evaluated this, it's because I have found that I have gone off of the path of God's plan for my life and his word, and I've tried to subscribe to my own way of thinking. Or I heard someone else say, well, it worked for them, and it may not be the truth of God's word. Confusion happens. If we want the signal from heaven, we cannot be tuned into the signal of earth. Amen? To receive what ear has not yet heard, to receive what eye has not seen, we must disconnect from this earth system and turn, tune into heavens. Now, over the past few weeks, we've talked about developing a heavenly perspective, developing a heavenly mindset. We don't disassociate ourselves from the people who need Jesus, right? We do benefit from this world's system as far as I receive a paycheck, I have a home, all these different things. But it's talking about where we, what we subscribe to to get keys to living this life here on earth. And it must be from God's word which, and also from his Holy Spirit. We need his presence. We need the presence of God. God wants to give us clarity on how to live here on earth. Church, you need his presence. I need his presence. You need his word. I need his word. So let's review why uh, people can't receive God's message, okay? Now, I think I'm speaking to most everybody here today because this spoke to me. There are times I have not clearly heard God's voice. Now, before I go into this, I want to make something very clear. There are times where God will cause us to wait, just like he did with Abraham. Abraham had to wait. Joseph, he had to wait from the, from the time that he had this dream revealed to him until he became um, second in command over, under Pharaoh in Egypt. There is a waiting period that has to happen at times because God is testing our character or developing our character, right? But what I want to see with that in mind is why can't people receive God's message overall? Well, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 2.14, it says, There are those who are not spiritual. Let's look at uh, verse 14 here. Um, it says, but people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolishness to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Now, this is talking about unbelievers here, right? People who don't have a relationship with Jesus. The Spirit of God has not been placed within them at this, at this point in their life because they haven't received Jesus as their Savior, so we're talking about non-Christians, people who are unbelievers. They do not have a receiver. I could not receive a phone call if I don't even have a phone to begin with, right? That's how we're comparing this today. They can't pick up the signal from heaven. That's the first. Secondly, what about believers? Okay, because I'm, I'm talking mainly to believers today. As I look out in here, I see people who love Jesus, right? So what about us when we feel like we're not receiving? Well, 1 Corinthians 3, 1, if you want to turn over to chapter 3, verse 1, he says this, Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would spiritual people. Let me ask you something. In that first verse, who is he talking to here? Believers or unbelievers? Brothers and sisters in Christ. 
He's talking to believers. And here's what he says, dear brothers and sisters. When I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people. I had to talk as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And you still aren't ready, verse 3, for you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like the people of the world? Now, that's a strong rebuke that comes from Paul to the Corinthian church, isn't it? I mean, that's a very strong rebuke for him to come and say, you know what? You're Christians, but you're living like people of the world. I can imagine that puts some people off. I can imagine people may have gotten offended at him, but he was making a point here. These believers had the ability to receive. Let's translate it this way. They had a phone but the phone wasn't turned on. See, if my phone had been turned off, I could not have received this message from Aaron a few moments ago. But it was turned on, so I received the message. Here Paul is talking about people, who, about believers, the receiver's not even on. How do we turn the receiver on? We have to tune in to the presence of God. We must be in His Word. We must take time out of our days. We must avail ourselves throughout the day. You know, I'll, I'll say this. There have been times where I have been just operating in my normal day. Earlier that morning, I said this, God, I need to hear from you today. I've said, Lord, along the way, if there's someone I need to minister to, will you please let me know? So I've been going about my day, and all of a sudden, there's something that drops in my spirit, and I hear the voice of God saying, you know what, you need to go pray for that person. You need to talk to that person. You need to do this. What has happened? Well, the phone was in my pocket. It was turned on, but it either vibrated or, or uh, the tone came out, depending on if I had on audio or not, and I received a message from my friends, right? Same thing with the Spirit of God because we are tuned in to, the, to, to heaven. We are tuned into the presence of God and we can hear from Him. This is what He's talking about. But as a believer, if my receiver is turned off, I'm not receiving message, messages. Now in these two scenarios, believers and unbelievers, both are not receiving messages. The unbeliever and Christians are in, the, in this text, they are in the same boat. But wait a minute, one's a believer, one's an unbeliever. Yeah, but they're in the same boat. They're not receiving the messages from heaven. So let's, let's keep looking at this. The believer living life according to human wisdom, your life will result in confusion. And there have been times in my life that I have lived in a state of confusion because I did not know what was going on. Why is that? Because I was trying to tune in to the ways of this world, to the messages from this world, but yet I was calling myself a believer, hoping that I would hear from God, but when I didn't hear from him, or maybe I didn't hear what I thought I needed to hear. You know, sometimes God's answer is silent. Sometimes his answer is no. I don't like the no answers. Am I the only one? <laughs> I don't like when God says no. And so within that, I begin to operate in the flesh. So that's what Paul is talking about. When the receiver is turned off, when our spirits are turned off, to, from hearing the word, no wonder we're confused and we make bad decisions and bad choices. Again, I'm talking to your neighbor today, okay? I'm not necessarily talking to you about making bad decisions and bad choices. So you can elbow your neighbor. They're the ones that are doing this, right? John, James 1.5 puts it this way. He says, if you need wisdom, and I'm just going to read this with time. Uh, you can write this down and uh, go back and look later. But James 1.5 uh, 
through 8 says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as the wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord because their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything, they're do, everything that they do. 